Splitmetrics is an A-B testing platform that helps you skyrocket your app downloads. With App Store optimization, you can double your downloads by changing your icon only. Better screenshots can give you a lift of around 30%. Uh, the right video can increase the number of installs by 20 to 30%. Uh, every element matters when it comes to App Store conversion. To design a perfect App Store page, go to www.splitmetrics.com forward slash app guy. That's all lowercase, splitmetrics.com forward slash app guy. Thanks guys for being such a great supporter of the show. For those of you out there looking to increase ad revenue on your apps or mobile website, look no further than SPX, the Smarto Publisher Platform, your one-stop shop for mobile monetization. SPX has an extensive global reach with 420 plus integrated demand partners in every country. At 6 billion, that's 6 billion impressions a day, you can't afford not to sign up to Smarto's free mobile-first publisher platform at www.smarto.com to start monetizing your app inventory in just minutes. Hi, I'm Pedro. I'm the founder at Lightning.jobs and you are listening to the App Guy podcast. The App Guy podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I am your host. It's uh, Paul Kemp. I do go around the world and uh, I chat with the most fascinating people in uh, app, the app business, app world, creating apps, and uh, do that so that you can be introduced to this world and, and you get a chance to like hear from those who actually are building apps and, and delivering apps into the uh, app stores and uh, how they're getting on. Uh, so uh, let me introduce uh, today's uh, guest. Uh, in fact, there's two of them. It's such a great episode. We've got two lined up. And uh, let me introduce Fei Fan Wang and Alex Kim. Both are the creators of Core 15. And they do a lot of work with uh, indie app developers through the content and the topics that they talk about. So it's great to have both of you on the show. Welcome to the App Guy podcast, guys. Thanks for having us, Paul. Yeah, pleasure to meet you. Yeah, terrific. So, uh, Fei Fan, let's start with you then. First of all, tell us where, you, where you're based. Hi, guys. So my name is Faye, and uh, I'm based out of San Francisco, California. I've been here for the past five years or so. And yep, joined uh, Faye here about a year ago. I was uh, previously started my career out in New York, but uh, came out here to San Francisco where I call my home now. How cool is it to live in San Francisco? Because many people listening are not there. Is, is it just like, it, are there app developers walking around everywhere? Yeah, they, <laughs> there are actually app developers walking around everywhere and uh, all types of people that are on the peripheral industries, you know, uh, like, but, you know, as well as design, marketing, product management. So it's kind of difficult to not run into somebody that works in tech. <laughs> so, so you've got an app that you've um, created that's called, called Core 15. Tell us about it. Yeah, so Core 15 is uh, basically it's a fitness iPhone app that has 15-minute core workouts. Uh, you know, it's really straightforward. It's uh, content that I've, we created ourselves with the trainers that we personally know about. And uh, you, know, you can basically just fire up the app and get straight to a workout, and all you need is a mat. So. And uh, how did you get like the idea because um, I'm, I'm guessing that you're both friends and you collaborated on this. Tell us about the the kind of early stages of the idea and how you actually hooked up together and, and made this a, a reality. We'll definitely tag team this question. So we started off as friends actually. We met at our previous job and uh, 
you know, we're just good friends. And Alex just happens to be on the design side of things, and I'm the developer. So uh, it's just kind of easy to start working on stuff together all the time. And the idea kind of came about because I go to a gym next door to my old office. And they actually have a class there that uh, has like, it's like 30 minutes of really intense core workouts. And the instructor always just kind of talks about like how important it is to be doing it every day. And it's not about, uh, you know, like many, many, many minutes of core exercises. It's about consistency, even if it's like 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, but then whenever I try to do it myself, I, I can never remember like what the instructor did with us before. Uh, and I just kind of always go back to the same old like setups, crunches, you know, things of that nature. So once the like there were like a lot of seven minute workout apps that were coming out in the past few months. And I use some of them for working out and stuff. And I'm just like, well, like I want that for my core, you know. Um, so that's kind of how that idea initiated, and I threw that out to Alex, and we just kind of like, we we're just kind of like, yeah, let's let's just do it. Like, what could go wrong, right? Faith fan, you're reminding reminding me of my chat with uh, the a guy called Stuart Hall, who's the creator of uh, Seven Minute Workout. And uh, he talked through that episode worth like anyone listening worth going back to uh, check that, that episode out. But uh, I'm really, really interested in uh, w- what inspired you to actually build an app and, and whether this is something you're doing full time or, or it's more s- sort of a side project. Yes, Alex and I have uh, similar and, and different uh, <laughs> aspirations, I think, with this app. For me, like I'm actually a web developer by trade, and that's what I've always done. And I was really interested in the iOS space, and I always wanted to learn how to do iOS programming. Uh, but I also like do a lot of work around marketing and uh, business, mo- like business strategy and business models and, and things of that nature. So I was really interested in the business side of uh, launching an iPhone app as well, and just kind of seeing like could somebody actually make a living off of have just like having an iPhone app, you know, just kind of like selling that on this like nebulous <laughs> app store uh, <laughs> that like nobody really knows how it works, and you kind of just like throw it out there. Uh, so I wanted to figure that out. And, and uh, you know, when we started working on the app, we were both uh, working at that time. But since then, I've left my job uh, to work on this kind of full time. And Alex is uh, kind of working on it part time at the moment. Okay, well, this is this is so inspiring, Alex. Alex, let's start with you. Um, what was it like to quit your job to do this full time? And how did you overcome any kind of fear that you may have had? To, to do that because so many people listening right now are aren't asking those same questions uh, we want to know how you did it yeah sorry that's uh that's actually Faye. alex is the one who hasn't uh turned this into a full-time job yet um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but, <laughs> so we're gonna figure out which of you guys have made the right decision huh <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly so uh Faye field that one for sure Right. Okay. Yeah, Faye. Um, so t- tell us then, you, you uh, have turned this into a full-time p- position. How did you overcome the, fa- the fear factor of doing that? 
Yeah. So I always knew that I was gonna uh, quit my full time job at like basically around two months ago. I, that's a deadline that I've already set for myself,、uh, and this is before I really had a project in my in the first place.、Uh, I mean, a lot of that just had had to do with like I saved up,、uh, you know, a certain amount of money that I know would allow me to live for X number of months. And I actually also still do、uh, some freelance work two days out of the week, which does pay my bill. So you know, kind of all that added up combined, you know, I can still maintain the sort of the lifestyle that I had before, which is like pretty simple. You know, I pay, I go out to restaurants a couple times a week, I go for a hike every once in a while. You know, so it's it's really sort of simple needs. So a little bit of freelance work was is like all I really needed. Living biggest question looming over both of our heads, and you should Alex about why he didn't decide to quit his job, is that、uh, whether or not something like this could be something that can sustain、uh, the both of us. Because, like, ultimately, want to keep freelancing, and you know, you would ideally want to work on this like five days a week. Faye, this is sound. This sounds great. So, can you、uh, make a living off the app store? Then T- tell us how how you're actually doing it.、Uh, you said about a, a simple、uh, sort of minimalist lifestyle in a way. Tell us more about that. So it's going pretty great. You know,、uh, um, right now I'm working on core fifteen, maybe three days out of the week, and I actually still freelance for two days out of the week. So that kind of allows me to make just enough money to get by. And、uh, you know, when I was quitting, I kind of thought about like how much money do I actually need, which really isn't that much. And a commitment that I had to make was that I had to be okay with not saving money for up to one or two years.、Uh, so basically, then any money that I would make during those two years. Uh, I would just be able to spend it and and spend it on bills and rent and things like that. So that doesn't feel as stressful for me. I think everybody kind of has to figure out what their primary stressors are.、Uh, for me, it would be you know if my savings account starts going down because I have to pay rent.、Um, but eventually, you know, we're launching the app in one to two weeks,、uh, definitely before Thanksgiving. So. We're gonna have a much better image of how much like the app can actually make us in terms of profit, and、uh, it'll be a conversation that we'll have to have after then to to kind of be like, well, like could this be a more sustainable business, or、uh, you know, do we need to try something new with it, or maybe it should just be a side project. Faye,、um, we are going to be、uh, releasing this episode. In the future, so it means that you're already now on the app store as people are listening to this. <laughs> so uh, uh, hopefully, <laughs>、nice. it a, hopefully it was a stellar <laughs> launch, and uh, <laughs> uh,、yeah. um, we're hoping. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely.、Uh, uh, Alex, let's let's talk about then、um, the the uh, the, the uh, design, or I guess your your involvement in the whole、um, you know project and、uh, and and how you're thinking about the the、uh, app. Yeah, absolutely. So,、um, as Fayed mentioned,、uh, the inception of the idea, he came、uh, a little bit closer to the problem space that we were trying to attack, 
in personal fitness. And me personally, I was not involved in my own personal fitness at all. (laughs) And so, um, uh, but one big life event that came around recently was that I got um, engaged and I uh, tricked the woman on my life to be with me forever. And so with that, there's the pressure of trying to look better by the wedding date. And so I took this as a personal initiative to try the idea out, eat my own dog food there and see if I could actually solve a problem for my, my own personal life with this project. And, um, and so I kind of came in to uh, support on the design uh, front and uh, um, learning a lot about the iOS design um, world and being able to translate my knowledge from, uh, I guess you could say, traditional web apps primarily, which was my... Uh, experience in the past couple of years and translating all of those ideas into the mobile space because I think there's a lot um, of things that are unique in mobile that I started having to learn through this project and it was a really great opportunity for me to pick up those skills and to apply it directly. Um, and then one thing that I'm sure, uh, you know, Fan and I have been talking a lot about too is how much more encompassing our role become as uh, founders and not just uh, dedicated developer and designer. As co-founders, we had to take on so many more roles. And so I think that's been a very interesting conversation about how we divvy that up um, and how we uh, collaborate on that, especially against what we had just mentioned about Faye going full-time and me going, uh, or uh, going full-time and me still staying part-time. So just trying to figure out how we assess each other's uh, value of work there. Yeah, let's actually talk about that because that is really timely. I've just, uh, uh, this, uh, just this week, in fact, as we're talking, uh, had those same discussions with uh, uh, a potential um, partner of mine as well. And, you know, these projects, they start off as passion projects. We're not quite sure. There's no structure. There's no company behind it. It's just kind of getting it out there. And and then it, uh, t- talk us through then how, how you're going to, I guess, start to figure it out, um, you know, the, as it becomes less less of a project and more formalized. Have you, have you actually thought through all that stuff? Yeah, you know, I think it's been an interesting journey for us. And uh, what's fun, Funny is that we we knew that some sort of transformations are going to happen from within as the app developed. So we actually made a point to record like this little podcast for ourselves along the way, where we kind of talk about how we feel and, and where everything is. And you know, the beginning stages, it was definitely like, oh yeah, like we both just want to ship an app to the app store. Like, how does that feel? And like, what's actually involved in this you know because we like have this the abilities to learn all the necessary skills that we need to get there uh, but we just didn't know like what it would mean and I think everything changed when um, when I got like the first uh, like beta distribution out which was released to maybe like three or five people and I had that on my phone and like it's like that moment when like like your baby is born <laughs> right okay everything yeah. just who did like he show it to Faye, who was who was the, uh, the the lucky five um hopefully it was alex's uh, fiance or uh, is it wife now alex uh, oh not yet that's right. why this is still a continuing <laughs> progress of both pro- product and myself <laughs> she's she's not set you um like some sort of target is it and she'll marry you after you uh, achieve, achieve this for uh, six months work you know working out 15 minutes a day 
Yeah, this, these are all future promises. Fader, I really we kind of skipped over it, and this is really important for the people that are listening to this because many of us are indie app developers. You know, we um, do. So, have you? Is it a company right now that you're you're at, or, or is it still? You guys are collaborating. You've got kind of rough agreements, but. Uh, you know, t- t- tell us about like if it's actually a company and whether you will be seeking funding, for example. Yeah, so right now it's actually uh, not really a company at the moment. Um, I, s- I know that a lot of people, uh, you know, they incorporate really early on. But, you know, given sort of like our friendship, we haven't felt a need for it. Uh, you know, have not really even discussed it, but... Uh, you know, that's something that we're looking to do before we launch to the App Store. Um, but, you know, as far as the question of funding, um, you know, we're, we're kind of coming from the camp of like not really, um, you know, believing in this, uh, the, in the traditional sort of VC funded startups model as much, you know, uh, you know, the analogy that I like to use. Uh, especially if you live in Silicon Valley, it's difficult to talk about like your project without somebody going and saying like, oh yeah, you know, what is your platform play or are you seeking funding? But for us, it's, you know, we're trying to just do a lemonade stand here, you know, like we want to have a lemonade stand where we sell lemonade that we're proud of and people want to buy, um, you know, and uh, if the opportunity presents itself and the app finds like really great product market fit and people love it and you know and it's something that we can definitely scale out to like a much bigger level like I am uh, I think we'll be like very happy to have that conversation but it's not really something that we think about a lot on uh, you know until we know that the app is something that the market wants. Uh, Faye I'm learning a lot from you and I think everyone listening can learn this as well which is you figure out a problem that needs solving and try and like work as minimalist to, towards that problem without spending a lot of money bootstrapping, cutting down your expenses. And and if it does take off, and I've had this situation just recently, in fact, where uh, something has a passion project of two to three years has actually um, randomly taken off, then then you can start to worry all about the kind of structure and, and because that's the expensive part, you know, setting up companies. Uh, w- would you agree with all that? You know, a lot of what we focused on with our limited time is that, you know, like we want to just make sure we dig into the user's problems like as deep as we can uh, and just making sure that like this is something that can even remotely support ourselves and without having to worry about like, oh, yeah, I owe, you know, $30,000 to like a random investor uh, and what have you. And I think that also... And I think that also plays into our uh, tactics as well. It allows us for uh, it allows us to be a lot more grassroots and approaching the problem a lot more um, conversationally, a lot more one to one with our potential customer base um, before having to worry about how that actually fully scales out to a full market. It allows us to be a little bit more uh, lean in our approach to uh, figuring out if we're actually addressing uh, a sizable problem in any kind of market out there. Yeah, and Alex, in terms of you know your situation, I can imagine it's uh, quite quite a lot of fun to be involved in the project, and it gives you something outside of work to to focus on. 
uh, is it quite beneficial, you know, to your own work? And, and uh, does it, does it, is it like quite a refreshing change to work on something uh, outside of your normal work? It, it absolutely is, uh, especially because I work in, uh, my nine to five is in consulting. And so uh, with any consultant, they would be able to easily tell you that the biggest problem that they have is that they won't be able to own what they create um, with or on behalf of the clients. And so I, uh, it, going off a of phase analogy of, you know, seeing your baby, it's almost as if every time I had my baby, I would always have to hand it off to another mother or another father. Right, okay. <laughs> and, um, and I think um, in that sense, it's been definitely a refreshing change of pace to be able to know that what I'm working on with Faye is, you know, we're, <laughs> to take the uh, analogy even further, we're, we're, we're priming the, like, the kid's room, we're painting the walls, we're stacking it with children's books. Like, it's, it's nice to know that we're preparing for something that we'll wholly own together. And I think that's what's been most exciting about the transition into this project. Uh, and are you allowed to tell us what consulting uh, f- firm you're working for? Um, yeah, I believe so. I work for uh, Neo.com. Uh, we are based out of San Francisco, New York, and Singapore. Great. Um, we're pretty we're a pretty small operation on the nine to five work there, but uh, yeah, still trying to uh, uh, figure out how to uh, address our market as well. It's time to thank the episode's sponsors. Splitmetrics is an A-B testing and analytics platform for App Store and Google Play icon screenshots and videos. Swap out icon screenshots, descriptions, app previews, and test them out to determine the perfect combination that works for your audience. Better screenshots can give you a lift of around 30%. Uh, The right video can increase the number of installs by 20 to 30%. You can also test against your competitors and check out how your screenshots, icons, titles, and description work in App Store search results. Replicate the App Store search experience to compare your app performance with industry competitors. It helps to create the best App Store page possible and optimize your user acquisition cost. The cheapest way to acquire users is to increase your conversion rate. Determine the elements that work and bring you more conversions and revenue. Pushing only validated content to the App Store allows you to drive more installs and reduce the number of people that drop from the App Store page. So to get more installs and optimize your App Store presence, go to splitmetrics.com forward slash app guy go and book a demo it's splitmetrics.com forward slash app guy i want to thank the founders of splitmetrics for taking a shot and sponsoring this show just listen to these numbers over 90,000 publishers have already signed up for smarto's publisher platform smarto's got over 800 million unique mobile users and over 180 billion impressions a month smarto's publisher platform spx is a unified platform your entire demand stack competes in real time direct rtb and your own deals compete for every ad impression increasing your ecpms not only that you don't want to miss out on what 90,000 app developers have already discovered you can access demand partners all over the world and start monetizing your app in minutes. Here's what a few of their clients say. Zymad says, Zymad has seen great success in our eCPMs growth on their platform. And as a result, strong revenue growth with Smarto. We also love the detailed statistics we get with SPX and the fast and always kind service from the Smarto's team. Uh, Ignis says, Smarto provides an advanced mobile ad exchange that gives us the scale and coverage across a wide range of ad formats and geographies. So there you go, real live testimonials on how SPX, the Smarto publisher platform, improves fill rate, eCPMs, and generates more revenue for publishers. Sign up free at www.smarto.com. That's www.smaato.com. Thanks to Smarto for supporting this show. Now let's get back to the interview. Well, there are two things we need to do then, guys, before we say goodbye to you both. Uh, one is that we love 
to give the uh, listeners, the apps to tribe uh, some kind of um, uh, insight into your um, your life in a way. And the way I do this is we, we try and figure out some problems that you're having, like the big frustrations, the challenges, because then that's where, where there's problems, there's uh, potential app ideas and solutions. So I wondered, as you're working on this whole project, working towards the launch, uh, what what would you say? What would you say your biggest challenges are? The biggest kind of pain points are in in the way you're working and, and the things that you're getting up to. So uh, I think we've had a really great discussion about like our lives as the uh, the team behind it. But as far as like the actual uh, challenges of launching the app, I think the biggest thing has been marketing for us. Uh, you know, so basically we've tentatively set a goal of, you know, like we would like to be in the top 10, like paid fitness app category on launch week. And, you know, and as we try to sketch out what that means for us, uh, like it's, it's just really, there's a lot of uncertainties as, as far as what we actually need. So, you know, we've doubled down to a few different strategies. Uh, mainly with uh, social media, running contests, uh, trying to work with the pr- with the press, and a uh, paid acquisition campaign. So with all of these things combined, each one of them could like take a full time person forty hours a week to do. So I think it's been challenging for us to to learn a lot of these things as we go, uh, but also just to be able to achieve some kind of success. Uh, especially now that we've set a deadline for us for ourselves to launch the app in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to have to jump in there about marketing because uh, I mean I've been fortunate enough to work with projects that have gone to like number two in the app store, really successful, number one in its category uh, for music and all this other stuff. So it's really really rewarding, um, but it's <coughs> excuse me, uh, it's it's hard to get there. And um, when you said you're you've got like a plan and. You're you're reaching out to journalists. Uh, are you? I'm guessing like you're doing it at that on a boots sort of a, um, a shoestring as well. Uh, any anything you've learned? Anything you've learned on how to get into the press? How to get you know that that realization of a potential top ten launch? I think the biggest thing is really uh, having a plan. So for example, uh, having an understanding of how many downloads you would need a day. Uh, to be on the charts, you know, the closest thing I've found so far is uh, an article that came out two years ago, and the number there for top paid fitness app category is about 700 downloads a day. Uh, so understanding that and knowing that, you know, if you want to be up there for a week, you know, that's kind of the uh, that's kind of the mark that you have to hit. So being able to divide that up and being like, well, you know, if all else fails always have paid acquisition campaigns, you know, we could always throw marketing dollars in, into it, even uh, if it means that we're going to lose money on the first week. Uh, having that kind of backup is important. Um, and with social media, you know, we've started uh, our social media strategy really, really early to sort of try to build a community around it. And uh, as far as press is concerned, I, you know, I think the best is going to be uh, Ryan Holiday's book, Trust Me, I'm Lying. Um, you know, we're still trying to get through it, but the biggest thing for us has been figuring out uh, just exactly who has covered fitness apps in the past, right? So we're thinking that we're going to 
similar demographic as the seven-minute workout app user. So understanding which reporters have reported on a seven-minute workout app in the past is really important, and that kind of gives us, gives us a foothold in terms of talking to them. And the other big thing has been trying to figure out, like, for these reporters, where do they usually get their leads from? So, uh, you know, if you read the book, a big thing there is it's kind of like a, uh, you know, it, start, it starts off from the bottom level with just bloggers and uh, independent writers uh, that writes on stuff that doesn't get like millions of traffic every day. But then a lot of the reporters that work at, you know, the New York Times or Huffington Post or whatever, they scour a lot of these sources for content. So, um, you know, the big thing that we try to do is just kind of like figuring out who these like smaller bloggers are uh, and how we can present our story in a way that's compelling for them. Making them feel as if we're both rising up together in the narrative of what we're working on. Um, I think for them too, there are a lot of reporters at that level that Faye had mentioned are really hungry to come up with breaking news or exciting new thing or uh, a new way of looking at things. And I think as long as we help to take them 95% uh, up front in explaining that journey that they could be involved in with us, I think that, get, you know, that will definitely um, get them really excited to join us. Well, um, actually, this is for the benefit of the listeners and yourselves as well. I have um, a pretty comprehensive uh, uh, Google document, which uh, spreadsheet, which uh, is all the contacts for the the major press outlets and how to get in touch with them. So uh, anyone listening as well uh, can get in touch with me. Uh, all the notes are going to be on theappguy.co, theappguy.co, uh, episode uh, 380. But uh, if you want, want those... Uh, uh, press release, press um, journalist uh, contact details, then you'll have to get in touch with me directly. It's paul at theappguy.co. Uh, hey, there's one more thing, and uh, then we'll say goodbye. Uh, we, we just, just one app each. Would love to know one app uh, that you are using uh, in your, your your business or your personal life, and uh, you know that, that could be a good recommendation for us on the show. Uh, Alex, we'll go with you first. Uh, look at your phone. Have a look at. Pull it out. Mm. See, tell us what you you're loving at the moment. This is a show about apps, yeah. after all. Absolutely. I think the last time I felt a true sense of delight was um, actually through Google Photos, and um, not to say that there weren't photo uh, storing and photo management options before, but the one thing that made this one particularly interesting for me is that I was able to easily navigate between all the um, all my Gmail accounts, which are for specific things. So I could go from my Google Photos uh, work account to my personal account to my uh, photo, like personal photo collection account. And I was able to really distill my photos in a very specific way through the app. So that's been really empowering for me lately. Great. And Faye, what's your, what's your good recommendation for an app for us? So I'm a huge uh, podcast listener. So having a good podcast app is really important for me. And my favorite has to be Overcast. Um, so you can find that on overcast.fm, I think. Uh, yeah, and the reason I love that is, is just because like, it's something that just works. And it works really, really well. And with the recent update, like from before, you had to like, download all the episodes, which can take up a lot of space. But now you can stream the episodes. Uh, and, and also the other cool thing about it is that you can actually pick up where you left off on the browser. 
um, and it all it all just like everything is synchronized. So uh, that's definitely something that I recommend. That that is cool. Great. Well, uh, links to those will be in theappguy.co, and uh, also links to both of you as well, and and how we get in touch with you. But in the meantime, how do we reach out and connect? with you guys uh alex let's start with you what's the best way of getting in touch so if you're interested in um the product that we released uh, i'll be at alex at core15.co to field any questions concerns any kind of feedback you might have and Faye? yeah yeah uh, so i'm at fei Faye at core15.co um, and uh, if you're interested in a lot of this uh type of content that we're talking about uh, how we launch apps uh, you know, we throw up a lot of this kind of like uh, content frameworks uh, up on my website at secretsaucehq.com, uh, and then you can you can visit that. You can visit all the stuff that we talk about today uh, by going to secretsaucehq.com/appguy. All right, okay, got a link there. Terrific. Secretsaucehq.com <laughs> forward slash appguy. Wonderful. Uh, guys, I've learned enormous amounts from you and uh, it's been a real pleasure to have both of you on. Uh, all the best with um, everything that you've got going on with the future and uh, keep us updated. Let us know how, how it all goes. Thanks a lot, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Our sponsor today, Smarto, is a free mobile-first ad server and RTB ad exchange uh, and your one-stop shop for mobile monetization. You can sign up at smarto.com and optimize your ad space for maximum yield and start receiving ads right away. That's higher eCPMs and fill rates. Uh, go to www.smarto.com and thank you very much to Smarto for supporting this show. Did you know that the Angry Birds 2 team recently managed to discover the screenshots that converted 13% better than other options? Options they considered. Split metrics and A-B testing and analytics platform help Rovio to test their way to the design that converts. To find out how they managed to do it and how you can do it, go and get a demo at splitmetrics.com forward slash appguy. That's splitmetrics.com forward slash appguy, all lowercase. Go and support the sponsor who helps keep the show going. So just a quick announcement, uh, Paul Kutzinger, an ex-guest from episode 277, uh, did actually reach out to me and uh, said that there's a job going for a senior digital content producer. A pretty cool job title, and I love the fact that in digital, a lot of these jobs are now being made available. Uh, I believe it is to help the App Store development team with their content marketing, and they're looking for an experienced digital content producer. So if you're interested, just go to amazon.jobs and in their search bar, search for senior digital content producer, or you could also uh, put in this ID, 358261, 358261. I thought I'd just help Paul out by mentioning that on the show. And finally, I do want to help anyone else out. If you want me to email something to my list or make an announcement at the end of the show, please do get in touch. It's paul at theappguy.co or Twitter, paul underscore s underscore kemp. I feel like I need to help more people out. So please do get in touch if you need anything announcing or some promotion for anything you're doing. Thanks very much. And I look forward to getting another episode out shortly.